our voice, our future. Join us as we explore the real power of Youth Rising. Youth Rising. The Youth Rising podcast by NCS. Hi, I'm Muslim Ahmed and welcome back to Youth Rising by NCS. This is the podcast for young people by young people. In this podcast, you're going to hear youth-driven stories from right across England about the issues that matter to young people right now. We are so happy that here at NCS, we've found a way to keep this podcast going, even during the COVID-19 UK lockdown. This episode was made completely remotely, with no travel involved and strictly adhering to the government's lockdown rules. With the news changing every single day, we wanted to share with you some of our stories, life as a young person in lockdown, and looking at how over the last few weeks we've adapted. And so in this episode, we held a panel discussion on Zoom to talk about education stress. It was led by a reporter to Piwar, and she spoke to a few students from various academic years about how they've been coping with the new education and pressures of exams being cancelled. We'll also be hearing from some members of the Youth Rising team from around the country about how they found the second week of the UK lockdown. Now I've got an announcement here. NCS has had to make a very difficult decision in repurposing their programme this summer. That way they can focus on containing the coronavirus and keeping people safe. So if you were expecting to go on NCS this summer, don't worry, you will be offered a refund and other options. There's no need for you to do anything as NCS will be in touch with you about this. But you can check out the full update on wearencs.com. Now whilst that sounds like sad news, there is actually really, really good news. And that's NCS is working to create a free alternative to help young people this summer, including Stay Connected, a digital hub that will be launching very soon, covering skills and life lessons that aren't taught in the classroom, followed by Keep Doing Good, a volunteer program to help the country get back on its feet once the lockdown has been lifted. Now that realisation that schools are closed and exams are cancelled has now sunk in. All that hard work is no longer directed towards final exams, the leavers proms that won't be happening, and we're moving towards the future of homeschooling. It's affected a lot of students in different years. And that's the kind of conversation that Tapiwa held over Zoom. She was joined by our group researcher Lottie, who's in year 12 and is from Southampton, year 11 student Ben, who's also from Southampton, and Aliyah, who's from East London and in year 12. Okay, so welcome back to NTS's Youth Rising podcast. This week, we're going to explore the topic of education, which seems to be more relevant considering recent events. So we're in keeping with government guidelines and our social distancing using Zoom to record this episode. So two weeks ago, schools were closed. It was announced later that week that A-level and GCSE exams were to be cancelled. And this issue of exam cancellations and school closures is affecting 1.5 million students in England. And I have three of them here to tell me how they've been affected by these changes. So before we get into it, could you all introduce yourselves, starting with Aaliyah, then to Lottie, and then to Ben? Hi, um, my name is Aaliyah. I am 17 years old, currently in sixth form, year 12, studying politics, sociology, and geography. And I am from East London. Hiya, I'm Lottie. I'm also in year 12. Um, I'm from Southampton. I'm studying criminology, sociology, and performing arts. And I go to a state school. Uh, hi, my name is Ben. I'm in year 11. I'm currently studying history, uh, musical theatre, drama and sociology. And um, I'm in Southampton and in the state school. Okay. So 
What were you guys' first reaction to school closures? I think, firstly, I was just thinking, oh my God, I'm so sad that like my friends from year 13 or from year 11 that were moving on that I had time cut short with them I think that was my first thing was oh my god I'm my friends I'm not going to see them again and then as that kind of feeling started to settle in and then kind of went oh my god exams oh my god what's gonna happen ah and it was it was very panicked but I think I have started to settle with the fact that it will be okay now. But originally, I think it was panic for a lot of people from my area anyway. Mm, I know that there were like a lot of people, particularly um, in my year group, that were like absolutely panicking. So they had no clue what was going to happen. I know typically the guys um, were quite chill with it. They were more um, happy to have time off. And I know that a lot of the girls were very, very panicked, um, particularly in my school. I didn't actually believe it was going to happen. And I was actually ill a, like a week before schools closed so I was already at home and then when it announced that schools were closed I was like literally flabbergasted that I still don't believe it now to be honest um and I guess my initial reaction because I wasn't well I thought I wasn't affected because straight away you just think year 11 exams in year 13 it was a bit like oh no like what's going to happen what's going to be put in place and then as like time kind of sinked in I realized that actually you know this is affecting more people than I actually imagined I'm being affected quite a lot as well um and it isn't as you know as exciting as everyone was kind of making it out to be um I know there was a lot of stress but at the same time you have two different types of people I think those that are like yeah like no school and then those who are literally like absolutely panicking so I was in the middle but now it's a bit it's kicking in, it's kicking yeah, in. Yeah, some have referred to it as an extended holiday period, which I'm not sure all of us would agree with. That does my but. head in, oh my God. Are people have been saying <laughs> that. <laughs> you know what, if I'm going to be honest, that was that was me at first, but then I started deeping it and I was like, oh my God, show my homework. You know, online lessons, I, I don't really know how this is going to work. This is a bit, this is a bit mad. On that last day, it was, it was weird. It was, it, yeah. is, it was almost indescribable, the emotions that was going through. It was odd yeah but it was it was very bittersweet because on the one hand all of our teachers we got mm. pictures of all of them signed shirts all of that um but then we had this huge um teacher versus <laughs> student football game oh. a netball game and then we had one of our um more favorite students um have like a massive dance thing in the hall in the middle of the day in front of everybody everybody was filming it, it was like this huge concert of just this this kid who was just absolutely amazing it was it's very we all were laughing it was an amazing atmosphere as a yeah. community on that last day. Like all of the all of these people who had like rivalries and like didn't like each other yeah. in school. Hundred percent. It was fine. It was, that last day, it was everything. Was everything was very bittersweet as well, though, because it was very very upsetting. There were a lot of people crying. Yeah, of course. The whole experience has definitely united yeah. so many people and so many communities. As you can see, the clapping for the NHS staff, the care workers, the key workers. Like, it's just, it is amazing to see. But again, the circumstances aren't the greatest. It's been recently announced that they're going to use predicted grades. How how do you feel about that as a year 11 student? Who's hopefully, are you going off to sixth form? I'm going off to the sixth form that my school so okay. Lottie goes okay. to. They did immediately to um, ease our like discomfort. They um sent out a letter saying that all of the, our places were confirmed. Okay. Um, so nice. that immediately kind of let us go. <laughs> but the predicted grade side of things, on a certain level, I'm happy with it. But on another, I'm not. Like, I know particularly for maths, um, I've been slowly decreasing and I'm only just picking up, I was only just picking up pace again. I'm getting better. Um, and I feel that the, my predicted grade will be very low. 
but what I could achieve mm-hmm. will be a lot higher. Whereas in something such as um, history that I'm taking, um, I know that my predicted grade is going to be quite high because I achieve decently well in exams and lessons. And so I know for that front, what I get will probably be um, the grades that I'm happy with. So for those of us who have, you know, done GCSEs, we've had predicted grades and such, what do we think of predicted grades as almost a tool for like giving out the qualifications now for, you know, giving grading students now? I think there's two sides of the argument. One being it's good in the sense that you've got these grades which um, teachers think after this many months of work that we've obviously missed will be good that you can hit that. But in the sense that all of my predicted grades at GCSE are so much lower than what I actually got. And I think Mm. they don't realise that it's it's an estimate, like it is an estimate and you're giving these kids qualifications on an estimate, um, which I think is just, it is just absurd to me because if I come out of my predicted grades, I wouldn't have been the happiest. Uh, So and I think it, there is something to say about, um, and I don't want to say teachers are going to be like, oh, I like this person, so I'm going to give them a, an A star or a nine, sorry, and give this person like a three. But I think there is something to say about if you really get along with your teacher and you've formed a relationship, there's going to be some sort of bias there, even if like it's unconscious. So I think there is a lot, I think it is the only way at this point, but there is a sense of, you know, it's it's never going to be truly accurate, but I don't know what else we can do, to be honest. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's really up in the air because, again, like you said, there's going to be people who are absolutely, absolutely going to love it um, because, you know, they might have not been putting in the work and they might have got higher predicted grades. So they're like, yeah, these are cool. Like, these will do me. But then you've got other people who, again, I was quite similar to you, Ben, with maths, where, like, my, my teachers were trying to move me, like, to the foundation paper and I was like this is not happening it's not happening so if I was in your position and that was to happen I wouldn't like I would not have achieved as highly um as I actually did because people don't actually realize that those like months mm-hmm. are a game changer totally. they make such mm-hmm. a massive difference just your focus your like you you the intensity is just on another level um so there's so much room for progress so if you don't get the opportunity it's kind of like feels like it's been taken away from you which is really really unfortunate i think i'll go back to lottie's point earlier with the predicted grades and teachers being biased um i don't think at least in my school that could happen because um the teachers had to enter the predicted grades a few weeks actually before um quarantine and self-isolation happened so the predicted grades are already in there did you manage to do all of your mock exams yes uh we did all of ours in november and then um the sciences obviously for our mock grades um we had to do a lot more so we had six tests in total we did three in november and then three uh, in February. So we did manage to get all of our mocks finished. Okay, wow. Because if this was, if I was in your position and this was, you know, last year, I wouldn't have done my other mock, my other set of mocks, which surely would have determined a lot of my predicted grades. That's what my school was using. That's a really so good point. That's, really, yeah. that's actually really interesting. But as we talked, as we touched on like the topic of maths and, you know, foundation tier and higher tier, I feel like with maths, one of the things that helped me was the online sites. So like we had things such as like MathsWatch, Hegarty Maths, that sort of thing. And I feel as though that method of learning, you know, without a teacher, online, through your computer, has become popular due to the coronavirus. You know what I'd say like quarantine is like a democratic school. I mean, we do have like full autonomy oh I like that it's <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. that's a really good point we're choosing whether we do that subject or not whether we do that mm. work whether how long our lessons are it's really, yeah. really true 
100%. I mean, I know for me that um, I have nearly no work set because obviously I have no exams. I have no reason to work. Okay, flex. I do, however, have to, um, (laughs) I do have to complete my drama coursework and my musical theatre coursework um yeah. completely to get my grade and then i also am doing math study for psychology when i because they're going to apply a test when i first um join sick form um and then i'm also um going to be doing some like history study and work on my own to keep my knowledge up and i think a lot of this quarantine is going to be people choosing whether or not they do work choosing whether or not they stay yeah. apply choosing whether or not and they are and it really yeah. it, i think it builds the character of the students it shows who's willing to work in life and who's not yeah I think then you, yeah, yes, you can yeah. learn something to do, sorry, to do with like independence because no one's telling you to get up. Maybe that's you. And so I guess it is just, oh my God, I've just backtracked completely, but it's just like school in a different way. Oh, this is mad. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, no, no. I completely agree with what everything you're saying. Now, I didn't even realize it and see it in that way to people, but it is like almost like a democratic kind of schooling system that we're now going through where it is our choice I guess if you're if you're kind of I don't know how you guys feel about it some schools that have to literally wake up um like my best friend she has to wake up and be online by nine and she still has a school day till three um (laughs) whereas whereas (laughs) whereas me I guess they recommend you to be up at nine get dressed be out your pajamas and you know start your day but you know, I'm I'm in lead. I'm you know being independent. I make my decisions. I decide whether that's right for me or not. Um, and we'll I guess we'll see at the end how that pans out. But yeah, it is really true. It's your decision. Yeah, I know at least for my school or at least my year group. Um, we I think for the people in our school, we get the work done. We get it done. I mean, I wouldn't have been awake by the time. <laughs> that they were um, oh just God. saying, I, I would not have been. Um, I would have done some work later on in the day. Yeah. But it's that. It's your choice, really. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I'm just going to pose my final question and we'll wrap this up then, okay? So they say that being in education, being in school will inspire us to be students in life. What do you think the coronavirus has taught you? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Drop the mic. Um... um I'd say don't yeah. take things for granted. Um, we're in, we were in this kind of like comfort zone of like, oh, this routine of that. Like, it's always going to be this way until GCSEs or A-levels are over. Um, we've got to wake up at this time, go to school at this time, learn these lessons today, have very formal education. And then this has kind of just thrown everything out in the air. And it, it's Literally. kind of changed absolutely everything in the way that we, we see. I think in some people, even like perspectives of just life and like yeah, how totally. they function genuinely mm-hmm. um, has mm-hmm. been changed because of this Like experience. even a trip to Costa now just sounds like a million miles away. <laughs> yeah, like I'd love that. Heaven. Yeah, I agree with Ben. I think <laughs> just don't take things for granted. And um, I think it's also taught me how to look after myself as well because I'm such an extrovert and like I need people to thrive off of. And then now not having that, I've been pushed right out of my comfort zone and it's been really good to kind of um work out how I deal in that situation so yeah that would be for me wow um mine would be I agree with both of you but mine would definitely be to do with the whole idea of time and you know this idea that now we've got so much time on our hands um what we do with it and you know how smart we use our time like the whole idea of like not just working hard but working smart like Lossie said, just keeping safe and caring about yourself and like your well-being and taking moments out to reflect and just, you know, we're never going to get this again. Uh, I have a very good friend who's um, actually um, 
going to army college and he's joining the army at 18. And um, wow. it would be very easy for him to just fall into this, oh, lull of, I don't have to do anything right now. But what he's doing, which I'm very, very impressed with, actually, is he's actually working harder on like his body and his well-being than ever before. Like, he is proper going at it. He's, like, wow. properly just getting in a very good routine of just staying as healthy as possible. Mm-hmm. And so he can just go to this army college and not just yeah. absolutely flop <laughs> on, like, the first run. Um, with gear on or whatever they're going to have to do. Yeah. I'm not sending that. I'm very knowledgeable <laughs> in that area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's people like that that are almost like inspiring in a way. Like they're still carrying on with what they need yeah. to. A hundred percent. And then there's people that um just sit around and not do anything, not even learning, not even studying. Yeah. That are less that, that yeah. you, you think they should do at least something. But for me, it's been discipline. It's been learning that you do have the time. You just have to have the right mindset. And just acquiring that balance between work and play. And I feel as though this period gives us room to experiment and room to explore. And I feel like as a generation, as young as a younger generation who are experiencing this, experiencing this, we're, we're gonna come back a lot stronger. If this is a time for change. Um this is a time where either very good changes could be made or very bad changes could be made. Fair, including those bad changes is not changing at all. Uh, if we if we don't change anything of what we've done, it, the next time the world experiences something like this, because it probably will, let's be real, nature will throw something out. Or even us, we might throw something out, the human race. Um, but it's it's this change. We need to change for the better. So in the future, if this happens again, or something similar, that we can adapt to it better and have a better experience with it. Okay. I think that concludes our discussion. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for all participating. I know it's a bit tricky considering that, you know, we are a little bit busy. Might be a bit we strange, but we bit, are a little yeah. bit busy. Some of us are busy doing nothing, but we're busy <laughs> nonetheless. Okay, we're at home. We don't like to be bothered. So thank you all for participating thank in this. You. Thank it's you. It's been great. Thank you so much to Tapiwa for holding that discussion alongside Lottie, Ben and Aaliyah. The Youth Rising Podcast by NCS. The Youth Rising Podcast by NCS. Now you guys already know that I am so into my football, but there's nothing on TV. Premier League's been postponed. There's no Champions League, no Europa League, not even Monday Night Football, Burnley versus Norwich. I promise you, I won't even take that for granted anymore. Literally, there's nothing and I'm struggling so much. It's our second week in lockdown, which means that we have to stay at home, only leaving for food, exercise, or if you're a key worker. Now, whilst I've been struggling a lot, I think you guys should hear what Chloe and Marcel has been up to, how they've been coping with the lockdown and how it's affected their daily routine. So take a listen. Uh, We're trying to make the most of it now that we've got all this extra time. So we started doing stuff that normally we've been putting off because everyone has work and stuff. So we decided to repaint our bedrooms, we fixed the shed, we started building an extension to the house. Normally we'd leave this stuff for like the summer holidays or the Christmas holidays when we all have some free time. But now we can, you know, get a foot through the door, get everything done. Um, So much work can be done around the house and stuff. We're trying to make the most of it. It's not entertaining, but we are pulling through and it's gonna, it does mean that when the lockdown is over and we do get some free time through like the summer holidays and stuff, we won't have to spend it on house maintenance and stuff and we can actually enjoy it. So there is light at the end of the tunnel, hopefully. But once again, 
don't know what to do with myself. Uh, probably gonna sit down, watch a film, see if I've got any college work to do. Because, you know, there's literally nothing to do in my household now. I don't want to go outside. I hate this, but, um, you know, I'll, uh, I'll figure something out. But, I mean, it's just been strange because I don't have a routine. So I might just start making myself a routine. Like, um, get up an hour earlier, go to sleep an hour earlier, watch a film at nine o'clock. Have something to eat at five o'clock. You know, have a bit of structure, but nope. She feels like I'm going crazy, to be honest with you. But I don't know. Hopefully, I'll entertain myself for the oncoming weeks of lockdown. But you never know. We can't leave the house with our family, so we can't go to the cinemas or anything like that. So we are forced to make our own entertainment at home. And there's only so much like we can do as a as a whole family, like watching movies and stuff. And we've probably played Monopoly more times in the past few days than we have in the entire year. So I guess we're kind of you know, getting closer together. But we we do have a lot of more time to work a lot more often. So I've caught up with all my essays, on my reading, on my revision. Started, you know, catching up, getting ready to fast forward into year two of university. And I've also started to work on my business full time. Normally, I had work and I had、um, university, so I could only concentrate on it like part time. But now I can put all my effort into my business. And there's a problem with you know seeing each other all the time and constantly you know running into each other, is that because everyone's so stressed and being at home makes us interact a lot more often. Uh, there's a lot more opportunities to fall out and argue, so you know it's slowly, slowly this lockdown is taking its toll on us. It's not, it's not awful. We're not trying to kill each other yet, but <laughs> hopefully it can get better. I'm tired because I went to bed at like literally four o'clock in the morning because my room was so hot and I couldn't sleep and I was up watching Tiger King on Netflix and it was just crazy. But、um, I have. Got an interview with、uh, Jill Scott, actually the、um, England player that I am doing on Saturday. So I'm excited. I'm looking forward to that because that's with the podcast and it's it's productive. I actually I I don't even have any college calls or anything lately、um, because I've done all my work. So this is basically my two weeks off. So I'm literally just staring at the four walls, watching、um, any anything that I can find on Netflix or, or Disney Plus. So it's just a bit crazy, a bit mad. But I hope people who are listening, you know, are keeping themselves busy. Make sure that you know you're exercising and staying fit. I'm not, because that's not my thing. But I should be. And that's the point. So, I might go out for a walk. Might go for a jog. You know, get that daily hour of exercising that Boris was talking about. Yeah, and just keep myself busy because that's the only thing I need to do in order to survive lockdown. This whole lockdown situation has been a massive change for me. I went from being in uni and doing what I want, leaving the house at midnight, coming back at six in the morning. Now I can't even leave the shops without my parents' permission. So it's quite a big change for me. 
I can't go to the shops. The only time I can leave the house is to walk the dog in the morning and evening. So he's probably benefiting the most from this with us being at home. Uh, we get to spend more time with him. So he's he's excited, but we're not, we're not that positive, to be honest. I can't see all my old friends when I came back to Leeds um, from Lincoln. I, I thought about, oh, I'll, I'll catch up with everyone that I haven't seen in like half a year. But obviously, I can't, can't even leave the house can't see anyone all the entertainment industry is pretty much closed down so all the clubs all the cinemas bowling alleys and pubs um they're not available for us so i don't know how we're gonna cope <laughs> there's not much to do to be honest in the house <sighs> yeah went to sleep at three o'clock again and woke up at two. Ooh, what a great sleep schedule what a great routine i'm getting myself into you know what i'm actually really enjoying it because i'm getting a lot more sleep and i need to catch up from sleep because i haven't slept since like year eight so it's good that i'm getting these hours in because uh, i feel a lot more youthful i can use more of my brain because i'm not tired you know, it's a blessing in disguise. I just remember today that I've got an audition for a drama school um, next week and I've got to prepare for it. So that'll give me something to do. I'll probably leave it last minute because that's me. But I don't know about any of you. If you're last minute, don't be last minute because you get yourself in really bad positions. Yeah, I mean, probably just go for a walk again. Um, I went for a walk yesterday, it was nice. Put a bit of music on, went, went down to New Brighton Seafront. Um, because, you know, it's just nice there. If you don't know where New Brighton Seafront is, it's a little town in Wallasey. And it's like the little beach area. I don't know, you probably don't care. But um, yeah, I went down there. It was nice and hot, actually. Thank you so much, Chloe and Marcel, for sharing their thoughts. Being in lockdown can be really difficult. And so if you're struggling with your mental health or you're feeling really worried, remember, it's so important that you talk to someone about it. It could be a parent or it could be a friend. But sometimes that's not always possible. And if so, you should head over to childline.org.uk because there are people that can give you professional help and offer advice during this really weird time. They want to help you. And so remember, you are not alone. Just before we go, we wanted to bring you our lockdown lowdown, where we share some of the most interesting things that we've been doing whilst being in a lockdown. Hi, my name's Fabrika. Some of the interesting things I've done while I've been in lockdown is I've been practicing how to do kick-ups with good form, um, which was something I'd never been able to do before. And I figured I might as well take the time now to do that. And I've also started to learn Greek um, just because I thought it was a really interesting language with a rich history. Um, so I've been doing that. Hi, I'm Llewellyn and during lockdown I've been learning another language, in this case Swahili. I picked it because it's from an area that I'd love, an area of the world that I'd love to get to know better and get a deeper understanding of. So the most interesting thing I have done so far during lockdown is that I've been involved with so many different projects that I didn't think I'd get to be involved with because of time that I wouldn't have had like normally but because of lockdown i've had so much free time that i've actually been able to get involved with these things that um is actually really exciting and hopefully going to be really cool for the future the most interesting thing i've done in lockdown is making pizza with my family 
Thanks to everyone across the Youth Rising team for your recommendations. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Youth Rising by NCS. Each week we're going to be bringing you some stories about how the corona pandemic is impacting young people across England, from changes in our day-to-day lives to exploring our brand new futures. But we want to hear some of your stories. So you can send in your voice notes and personal audio diaries to youthrising at somethingelse.com. No, there's no G in something. We'll make sure that we cover as many stories as possible. Join us next week as we're going to be chatting to footballing ace Jill Scott. Jill plays for England and Man City and this year was awarded an MBE. She'll be talking about how she's been helping young people stay active during the lockdown. Plus, we'll be bringing you more of our stories during lockdown. Rising. Youth Rising. Youth Rising. By NCS.